every three months of the year is technically Christmas for investors. There's this magical period called earnings season, where every company reports how they did in the previous quarter. As we know, January, February, March is Q1, and it has ended. So in the first month following Q1, we have Q1 earnings being reported by the fellow companies. Now, as an investor, what makes this so interesting is that a lot of people get a lot of their rebalancing done around earnings season because of all of the potential strategies that come up. You see, earnings creates a lot of volatility in the market, a lot of volume, a lot of transactions, because if a company outperforms what the analysts thought they would do in those three months, all of a sudden they are a buy, their stock rockets up sometimes 10, 15%. We just saw in this Q1 earnings for 2020, some companies have reported their earnings. And a company like Snapchat went up 33% in one day. Could you imagine that you have $500,000 in the market and in one day your company, your stock went up 33%? You had $500,000 worth of Snapchat and went up 33%. How much is that? That has to be like 125000 right there off the rip. A lot of people take years to save up 125000 You just made it in one day. On the other side of earnings, some companies, even though they outperform the market, their stock doesn't go up. Matter of fact, sometimes it even drops. Big example is similar to kind of what's happening with Netflix right now. You see a lot of companies, because people are expecting their earnings to go and be so well, they'll run up and run up and run up in price. So Netflix went from around like $320 a share to around $430 a share within the span of a couple weeks, all because people were predicting an amazing earnings season. However, by the time the earnings actually came around, Netflix was doing so well that its outperformance of its earnings target was already priced in the market, which means people are expecting good earnings, which means the price of Netflix actually dropped because people were overhyped and overvaluing the outperformance of Netflix. Now, there's some companies that even go down even more than that, like Intel. Intel had a pretty solid, decent Q1, but for some reason, earnings came and it dropped 5%. Again, sometimes that success is already priced in. And then, of course, some companies just like shit the bed. They just go to basically a zero because all of a sudden, wait, what happened in your earnings? And your company just starts free falling. Now, as an investor, one of my biggest things that I tell investors or I tell anyone who's getting into investing is to just buy ETFs, broad-based market funds that mirror the market. You can never go wrong. You can never go left with them. Basically, they're going to get you that return of the market of 8 to 10% every year as long as you hold them forever 
and you never sell. However, when earnings comes around, it gives you chances to get pieces of these companies for a discount. So in this podcast, I want to go over and share with you some strategies that I have kind of used that help me getting those premium prices for these companies. Now, there's a couple things you can do. One of them is buying before the earnings. Now, this might be a month before the earnings or a week before the earnings, but a lot of times companies are going to run up towards their earnings. And if you get the right company, you can be a beneficiary of this. What to look for from a bunch of these companies? Well, you know, other investing channels, they'll teach you about, you know, go get a stock screener, look up the PE ratio and EPS and compare them throughout the companies. I'm not going to tell you all that nonsense, okay? This is Uneducated Investor Podcast, baby. Let's get uneducated out here. If you're not familiar with technical analysis, that's where you read chart patterns. The basic idea of technical analysis says, if I can look at the price history of this stock, I can see if it's undervalued or overvalued based on its price history. If it's at a price that it used to be at, where a lot of people have bought before, it's at a low, most likely it's going to raise. If it's at a price that's way above where it used to be and it's kind of way above uh, what the market's doing, maybe it's not going to raise as much. Simple technical analysis, you know? Obviously, you know, learn all these chart patterns, but that's the overall idea of technical analysis. What happened at this price in the past? A lot of times, I just look at the big ponchos of stocks. You know, the FANG stocks, you know, the big Fortune 500 companies. I look at the companies that you don't have to be a genius to know they're going to do well in the future. And sometimes these companies aren't doing as well compared to its peers. So when I saw a company like Facebook not ramp up in the way that it should compare to the stock market, especially when it took a beating, for me, that was an obvious investment. And what's interesting about me buying Facebook before before an earnings is when its peers start reporting increased in subscribers or increased revenues, or as I said earlier in the video, uh, a, a company like Snapchat has gone up 30% because people saw this increased user base. What does that mean for a company like Facebook who went down like crazy and would probably have an increased user base, especially in this chronotype environment? So as soon as Snapchat reported their earnings, Facebook shot up like 5% within that week, 5 to 7% within that week, because now people are expecting those good earnings from Facebook. Also, a buy before strategy, why a lot of people buy before is, if you think about stocks in general, the bias in stocks is for them to always go up. Stocks are always going to go up. So in a sense, it would make sense that stocks would go up more often during earnings then they would go down. This means you have a slight higher chance of the stock you buy before an earnings going up. 
that's kind of a general thought process, but that's a lot another reason why a lot of people buy before. Now, another strategy you can use when earnings happens is you remember that example with Intel where they have a decent earnings, but they don't go up in price. They actually go down 5% in a day. Now, when you see things like that happen, where a company goes down, all of a sudden that can be a great chance to buy a company. Because now the stock market is acting a little bit irrational to the actual fundamental news about this company. You know Intel's going to be a great company. Intel makes, you know, these crazy processing chips that all our computers are using. Uh, you know, it's basically Intel and AMD that own that market for PCs. So all of a sudden, with that company dropping 5%, it becomes an absolute steal of a price. And if you didn't own any Intel before, now you can own as much as you want. My overall strategy has basically been that. However, I do now have around 10% cash from my portfolio. So if any company drops after earnings, I will be happily picking them up, especially if they're some of my favorites, like a Facebook or a Netflix or an Amazon. Some people sell after earnings. You know, they see their, com their company doing really good after earnings. You know, the earnings report, people overreact and like jump on that. So they sell in that day, expecting the company to fall back down to earth. But I like to look at these companies that haven't been going up with their peer group and look at them as, oh, this company could probably overperform its earnings. A company like a Google. If Google comes out and shows that they've been actually dominating this coronavirus season, even though their stock price hasn't been going up like its peers, now you can actually benefit off of a company like Google going up. Now, I'm not saying you should go out and buy Google. I only own one share. But I would not be surprised if they had a great earnings, their stock would explode, especially because Facebook's gone up, uh, Snapchat's gone up, um, Netflix has gone up. And Google, of course, owns YouTube. They own all this like cloud computing software. They're doing the Google Classrooms. I would not be surprised if just because they have lower ad revenue this quarter, that they wouldn't make up for that in an increased amount of deals or subscribers or revenue generated on YouTube. I would not be surprised. Anyway, earnings is a fun season. Always make sure you have a bit of cash on hand because that is a great way to build your wealth flight crew. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor never stops learning. If you're listening to this podcast on an iPhone, hit the podcast, scroll down to where you see five stars and just click it. It takes five seconds. And if you are a sexy flight crew member, drop that review because, of course, it really helps the algorithm. It helps this podcast get out there. And as always, hopefully you've been investing and dominating this earnings season or this recession season. And we have to take off flight crew.